From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome into the show. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's talk uh, about life and shit. I don't know why I struggled with that. I mean, it was (laughs) just a beer cap, but uh, you know, it's been a long day. It has been a long day, buddy. How you been doing that? Good. Ooh, that's a that's a spicy beer. It's a good. He went with pumpkin and, uh, yeah, you know, it's October 90 times out of 10 out of a hundred times. I'm not a fan of pumpkin beers. So, yeah, you know, so this reminds me of what Oktoberfest used to be like in 2012. Now the Sam's at Sam Adam Oktoberfest is all like chemically. This isn't like if you like pumpkin beers, this is a, it's a good pumpkin beer. All pumpkin crap is garbage in my opinion. You know, I mean, it's even pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, pumpkin pie is, is trash. It's not pie, in my opinion. Okay. You know, now, only dessert. I'll get me a little slice, and that's only... A little vanilla ice cream? Some whipped cream? Right. It's only it's the babyest slice I can get without making it clear. You're weird just getting a scoop that I'm of ice just cream. that I'm just getting ice cream. Well, that's fine, but just a belt bunch of cool whip. If we're being honest, <laughs> cool whip. You know, I mean, Some cool whip. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thing with uh, with pumpkin pie. Yeah. Uh, had a fun fun wedding this yeah, weekend. We, we went to a cool. wedding. It was pretty dope. Congrats to Danny and Elena. Yeah, it was congrats. fun. I. uh Walked out of there 60 beers uh, heavier that I didn't drink. There you go. And a lot more beer that I did drink. Uh, but it was a good time, man. Uh, I was, you know, it was real dope. That was the most people I've ever played Thunderstruck with. Yeah, yeah. I made him run it back and I wanted him to run it a third time, but he did not want to. He was yeah, like, I gave him the look to like do it a second time. And he's like, cool. I didn't look through it a third time. He's like, no, we're not doing that again. It's but, like, bro. You don't get to choose. You are just the DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're not even a cool DJ. You just had a blue shirt on. Like, you're not <laughs> even like a legit DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a great time. It was a beautiful wedding. Uh, decent, good weather out there. Great weather. Yeah. And one thing, it's not my snaps, my stick. I do want to talk about something. And I noticed that uh, Danny said this when he said you couldn't ask for better weather. I hate when people say that. Because unless it truly is the most perfect weather in the world, of course, you can ask for better weather. You can say, oh, it's good weather. Or it's decent weather. But when like, you know, it was like there was not a lot of breeze. So like, in this, there was no clouds. So like, even though it was like, I don't know, 69, 70 degrees outside, it felt hotter than that. Yeah, you were wearing a three piece suit. So that doesn't you don't get an opinion yeah. on how the weather feels. And you're hot always. Any Well, when you're saying it. Well, he was saying it to our group where we were all wearing three piece suits. Yeah, so, but you, that's what I'm saying. You're the only one that was probably hot. Everybody yeah. else seemed fine. I think yeah. it's you're a naturally a but still warm fine, but individual. That still wasn't the most perfect but weather. You could have asked for better weather, but maybe yeah. he himself could not have. <laughs> you know, like I mean, an outdoor wedding is general. I mean, we've talked about it being a horrendous, you know. And this one was short, portion. sweet, and yeah. it was good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know that's pretty tops on our on our list. So 
So uh, don't forget <clears throat> to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon and YouTube. Uh, I'm still working on the mini masters footage. It's going to be a bit because, you know, not a professional video editor and got a day job in the podcast. Yeah, for but sure. we're getting there. Um, well, and also I gave you like an hour and a half of content. So. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> really? I yeah. had no idea. I think altogether it's like maybe two hours and 15 minutes. That is a whole lot. And maybe more than 60% of it is interviews. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I had to interview all of the, yeah. all of the golfers. And, uh, and a lot of times if I let guff do any of the interviews, I had to go in and take a, I think only did one, but we have like 15 or 20 minutes of guff interviewing somebody, and not asking a question. And it was like, he didn't even get, he like went on this like long spiel and never once asked a question. But yet you looked at him to answer. And he was like, okay. And yeah, and Boggs was like, what? Like, and so we had to like mid-interview, me go into the interview yeah. process and we had to restart so we could ask him some yeah. questions. Fuck so. it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> what do we uh, got, man? What do uh, we got? Let's uh, hit some news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right. So starting in about mm, an hour from now, uh, the draft will begin for the NHL. Uh, looking like uh, Lafreniere is going to be the number one pick to the Rangers. Um, I'm, so it's, uh, would you, what do you think about it, man? You, uh, excited? Yeah. I mean, I guess, um, I mean, I'm excited. It's just weird timing. We got the season coming up, you know, football's happening. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been more excited about drafts, um, yeah. you know, playoff team getting the, the number one pick and it being the Rangers of all teams. So could be worse. Could be the Blackhawks. Uh, could be the Blackhawks. Um, well, they didn't lose in the first round, so it could not have been the Blackhawks. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uh, um, what do you. Uh, who, meh, what are your opinions? So the, more the, uh, as Preds fans, it's easier for us to talk about them. They've got the 11th overall pick. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Have you done any research? As no, no research. You know me, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of people, um, you know, other reporters, people on Twitter, people on Facebook, you know, with, with some people saying some sources that they might take a goalie at number 11. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I think it's a bad choice. Yeah. I I think it would, I mean, is it a top tier goalie that you're yeah. going to, are you just, I mean, are you just taking a goalie because you think we need one? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean it's I, the kind of thing where I'm looking at the <clears throat> projections and it's not like that goalie is within 15 picks of, of the Preds. Right. Um, right now, a lot of the predictions have them taking Ant Anton Lindell from Finland. But a lot of people are saying that if they take, end up taking that goalie, which some sources have said is a possibility, like there's going to be like people out with signs like with fire David Poyle. People are going to be mad about it. Yeah. People are mad about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just I don't know about the uh, about the goalie choice. I think that they're at 11. There's going to be some good potential options and i don't think it's not that i think that saros is definitely our goalie for the future i think he has some promise i think we have some good op options in uh in milwaukee yeah. but i don't think he's so bad that you use the 11th pick for a goalie uh yeah i agree you know um uh, as much as i would 
would like to get a superstar goalie for the future. I don't think it's necessarily shown that it's not Soros yet. Um, I mean, we've talked about it before. Soros has a lot of upside and a lot of, I mean, he's he's young, so yeah, he hasn't really come into himself yet. I mean, he started our playoff series, and it's hard to put the blame of that playoff series loss on him. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily look to Soros and say he didn't get like schlacked or anything like that. I mean, a lot of goals that did go in were fluke goals, and and he had he definitely showed some promise uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and some other news uh, here in Nashville. Uh, this broke last week after we recorded. Preds will not uh, re-sign Mikhail Granlin and Craig Smith. Craig Smith, I believe, was with the team, I mean, from the beginning of his career. Uh, I, I want to say he was the most veteran pr- uh, predator besides Pecorine. So that's going to be, right. that's a big change to the locker room. Craig Smith, you know, Crazy Legs is one of my favorite players. I think a lot of people's favorite players who didn't get a lot of um, credit. Because of all the bigger names like Philip Forsberg, Pecorino, Victor Arvidsson. He's a team. role player. Yeah. For sure. But know? he's one of those role players that, I mean, he was a consistent 20 goal scorer. Sure. And you could rely on him when, when you know, in big situations. So I think, you know. What a man. Obviously has a dope nickname. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get rid of some guy you're calling crazy legs. Yeah. Like, what is that guy now, up to? We saw that. We knew this would was a possibility for months. Uh, they, you know, he was a UFA. Uh, what do you think that does to the locker room? Do you, I mean, what do you see next year for the Preds without these two guys? Um, I mean, not not a not a whole lot of. I mean, I'm sure that Craig Smith was a locker room leader. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that he wasn't. But I mean, I think that the core leadership is is still there with with Yossi and Ekholm and Ryan Ellis. You know, I mean, so it's not as though you're you've lost your top-notch guy that's probably yeah the the head of the locker room yeah for, one for thing that really bugs me is we saved a lot of cap space by getting rid of these guys <clears throat> that was the main goal of this however david poyle then came out and said no we're not looking to shop the free agent market hard we're looking to promote from within and here are some names that he suggested could be like the future of the preds and we'll get big contracts uh, Colin Blackwell, Frederick Gaudreau, Rem Pitlick, Ellie Tolvanen. I don't, I don't think that's the right decision. I think some of those guys. I think, I think Colin <laughs> Blackwell's solid. Ellie Tolvanen so, is. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot. I, I don't know yet. It's yeah. just too many, too I much mean, on you're, you're more positive on Tolvanen, yeah. than I am, and I think that we've talked about once the season ends and the drafts and draft ends, we kind of wanted to do yeah. a little segment. But he's got to. We've got to stop sending him to the bigger rinks. He's got to stay it's, in this system in the HL NHL and he's got to get used to the the play in this, this league. style. Yeah, a- absolutely. And then, you know, that's been my biggest thought process on it is if you're playing different styles and you feel good playing one style and then you get thrown back into the other style, you can't expect that muscle memory to carry over. To, right. Exactly. Like you're, you're going to the KHL. It's, you're not playing two way, two-way hockey and and learning the skills that are necessary for this league of hockey i mean i do not believe i personally do not believe that the answer to the preds problems lies currently within the system i I believe we're gonna have to shop the market we're gonna have to bring in a big name we're also gonna have to get more role players um because last season we saw our big names didn't come out to perform I, i feel like that's i feel like i disagree with that i feel like we 
the Preds thrive on having role players. We have. Those, but what I'm saying is we have to but, find a replacement role player for Craig Smith. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. I think those role players are already within the system. Okay. I think that, I mean, those names that you said, and maybe not forever and for the future, but right now those guys are role players. Yeah, and I, they I can, can agree with that. They can fill roles, whereas we just don't have that superstar scoring player such as a yeah. Taylor Hall, for example, you know, and I'm not saying go out and spend the money to get Taylor. Well, Arizona Hall. is shopping Taylor Hall. So that, and I, I did say last year, I want, He's I did UFA, say, right. I'm not as sure, but I know last year I, I made the joke several times that Taylor Hall's new home would be here in Nashville. I mean, I think that that would be a perfect fit that, that really yeah. would fit in more with your going and spending so much money on Matt Duchesne. Again, a guy that had, Decent parts to the season and looked good in, in certain instances and then looked bad in certain instances. Yeah. You know my thoughts on Matt Duchesne. Garbage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I don't think it's necessarily to that level of, of garbage, but I mean, for, for we're paying him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That is that. And that's always been my thought process. You're not paying a guy for a. I mean, essentially, Matt Duchesne got $8 million because of one month playing in Columbus and then a playoff series. Uh, that's it. That's yeah. that's where he got $8 million. This is a guy that never proved himself when playing for Colorado. Always had that potential upside, but never quite proved yeah. himself. And then went to Ottawa. Never quite established himself there. Then he went goes to Columbus. And on a team that is making a push with one of the best players in the NHL playing on his line and Panarin had a good, had a good playoff. Don't get me wrong. He had a great playoff uh, playoffs for Columbus that year. But again, any these guys are professionals. Anybody can turn it on and be hot during the playoffs. It's, it's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to $8 million to me. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another guy, another trade. We've got Max Domi, who honestly I wouldn't have been mad if he came to Nashville. Yeah. Um, he went to Columbus uh, for and he went with a third round pick. And I believe he came back for in uh, what? Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what do you thought? Surprised for Josh Anderson pulled Max? Uh, I just yeah, I. I don't know that he, I think it was probably a get something for him type yeah. of deal. Uh, so they traded him right before, cause he's almost, he was almost a UFA before he got traded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I believe October, I think, I think he's be, 10 days away from his, uh, being, from being UFA or I'm I, sorry, restricted. He's restricted. I think it'll be dope if he doesn't sign with Columbus. <laughs> well, he'll, he'll be restricted. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's RFA. So he, okay. He, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But, um, but I mean, still, RFA just means that other teams can match contracts, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be, you have to make sure you give them the biggest contract <laughs> offer or you've just given. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Max Domi will fit in well in Columbus. You know, I think, I mean, I think Max Domi's the kind of guy that can fit in most <clears throat> places. And, you know, he is. He's got a good play style. Yeah. Good. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say he's quite a role player. He still has a little bit of, of skill set that would be added to the team, ability but, to bring the toughness that that a lot of teams need. Right. Right. Oh man, this one hurts. Uh, the King, uh, Henrik Lundqvist was bought out by the Rangers. So he was let go. 
Uh, he tweets that he still wants to play and he still feels that competitive fire. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, within five minutes, Pred's Twitter was lit up with bring him to Nashville because <laughs> that everyone knows that's what we want. We Which, want hey, a Bobby, older me, goaltender. Bobby, let me throw this out at you. We're wanting to use that 11th pick for a, a goalie. <laughs> Even though he's a, a unrestricted free agent, should we just send the Ragers the 11th pick and, <laughs> you know, try to sign Lundquist? You know, just I mean, they'll a, be like, we can't, but sure, give us that pick. We'll, we'll call take it. it. Well, hey, we'll trade it for cash considerations, <laughs> yeah. but but it's really so the Rangers will just put in a good word. For yes, us. buy his plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But anyway, so it'll be interesting. I'm sorry. Uh, it'll be interesting, though, to see old, old Lundy not wearing that uh, royal blue, yeah, though, man. won't it? You know, this I mean, he's been there for 20 plus years. Yeah, he should just stay in town and just go to the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Keep his he, apartment. He, I mean, the thing is. I say apartment, already, it's a New York apartment, so it's probably more than we'll. It's probably worth more than we'll ever make. He already knows that he looks good in that color. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know. That's the biggest thing when you're you're his age. Got to be looking good, you know, I yeah. mean, to be fair, that man will be looking better than we do when he is about 90. Yeah. So in about three <laughs> he's years, a good looking guy. Yeah. He's a really good looking guy. So uh, but yeah, so sorry I interrupted you. No, I think you were trying uh, let's, to. Uh, let's talk some news outside. Along. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards what if we made that segment and we only just told news about things that happened within a stadium but not but like fans did (laughs) (laughs) or just like the ongoings of like concession stands yeah yeah (laughs) just like it's like a uh, yeah it's like a uh, concession stand talk like we're like man when we were at the game the other day you know, this happened. <laughs> uh, we'll be a while before we can say we were at the game, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, NFL injuries. Uh, I don't know if I said it on air last week, but I, I think I mentioned to you off air that it was my belief that in, within the first three weeks of this NFL season, there was more injuries than ever before in the NFL season up to, within three weeks, the first three weeks. And I said to you, it was off air. We were texting. Uh, I, th- I think I said that I'm, I w- it wasn't necessarily like I was taking the other side of the position, but yeah. I was saying Could just be it's re- recency yeah. bias, like bigger names are getting injured. So it's more important to us. And so I think that we. Well, we <laughs> I say we because you're I was, wondering where you, I was like, oh, what'd you do? <laughs> we. You know, I texted you. Yeah. Uh, I think you did some research. Yeah. So the research, obviously, the NHL and the NHLPA um, are kind of reluctant to now, give out safety numbers. Real quick. Why would the NHL? I'm sorry. Why would the NHL <laughs> keep data on NFL injuries? Real quick. I just want to. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. You know, it's just like, oh, we're, we're friends. Yeah. So help yeah. You out. They help. Uh, no. So the NFL and the NFLPA are reluctant to put out that information. Usually they'll do it like three years later. So I was able to find information going back to the 2017 season. And they, it, it I think it was pretty relative because they had said that it was pretty much the same. They look, they were able to give average number of injuries per week. So it wasn't calculated over the entire season and say this week, it was each week calculated. And there was very minimal difference between 
the amount of injuries week to week. So a lot of people say, oh, there's more injuries in, later in the season. And really, that's that's not true. Usually there was about 5.7 injuries. So it's called six, six players injured per week in the NFL. I just want to see the the guy that's like 0.7 injured. Like, <laughs> bro, you're not injured enough. <laughs> OK, we're going to give you a 0.7 on our scale. <laughs> um, yeah. And and we, we do know like 100 percent. So I I was able to find the exact numbers. I didn't do the math, but I think we can both agree that. So far within the first three weeks of the season, there was more than six players injured per week. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 49ers had like 11 players injured in one game one week. So it's definitely above average. Yeah, we didn't specifically. I think we talked about this when we were texting about it. We didn't specifically answer all of our questions yeah. we had. Like you didn't 100 percent satisfy our discussion yeah. and what what, what but, the, the but gist, it was enough. Yeah, the gist to, was there are there have definitely been on average, more injuries this year in 2020 throughout the first three weeks. And I'm not sure what the numbers were this week. I know I, I can I, I do believe that three people I know um, Julio Jones was injured. Eckler. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, he was Julio Jones was already injured going into yeah. the week. He left the game. And that's another uh, thing is was like injured. what constitutes an injury. Right. Like if you leave for a quarter and come back. Or if you, you know, are already kind of injured, you're, you're, you're questionable and you come in and get injured in the first place. There was oh, a there was a point through our discussion when you said, I, you know, I don't don't really know how we can get that answer. And I said, here's what you got to do. You got to become a part of ESPN stats yeah. and info. And then you're <laughs> in those dudes have. I mean, I would just be interested to just be in the the war room yeah. with them and just like. How are they? All right. They're like, that guy took seven steps here. So type that into the seven step section. It's funny you mentioned that. Did you watch the Patriots game last night? I did not. I didn't get. So last night, the most ridiculous stat. And it honestly wasn't. It was the way I don't remember who Tony Romo's uh, co-star, co-play-by-play announcer is. But it was a stat. Who cares? (laughs) It was the combined wins of... um, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. It was a very high number. They were one away from tying the number one, which I believe was Don Shula and uh, I can't remember. Um, but it was wins entering into the matchup they face against. Now, they didn't. It was weird. They didn't count the wins of just them playing against each other. It was all their combined wins. Tony Roma was like, oh, well, after tonight, they'll be tied because one of them's going to win. And he was like, no, 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 no. They'll be tied. And the next time they meet up. And he's Tony Romo is like, you can see, you can audibly hear him being very confused. And he's like, well, what? No, I mean, one of them is going to get a win. They'll be tied. He's like, and he's like, well, it only counts when they play each other. He's like, but you're not counting the wins when they only play each other. You're counting all their wins combined. And you can kind of see Tony Romo wanted to be like, that's a stupid stat. Why are we? Why are we doing yeah, this? <laughs> they always be, they're always doing, you know, and that's also the thing. Like, again, they really have everything. Yeah. Like If we contacted ESPN Sports and, and Info and we had an had an end with it. We could probably get every single one of our questions answered. Like they're like, well, these guys left in the first quarter and came back within this certain time. Like, dude, that is isn't that wild? Yeah. Like how much information that they have. I mean, it's really amazing. Yeah. How they can how they can keep up with that. And, you know, those those clickety clickety guys with their coding <laughs> and all their all their stuff. Nerds. And the most amazing thing is like sometimes they can just like if Tony Roma were to ask for like a ridic- ridiculous stat after the next commercial break, they've got it. And they've got like a graphic made for it and it's done. Yeah, that's and that, that's a, that's amazing. So but 
kudos to you, man. That's uh, that was you're for the limited access and information that we have at our fingertips as just regular guys that bought microphones. You're you you do some pretty impressive research when we have these kind of questions and yeah. stuff. And I gotta give you props for doing it because I would I would just I would just argue my point until I die <laughs> without any real data. I think I'm pretty good about giving you the giving you the win when you deserve it. Yeah. You know, I don't fight my my point and say, well, you didn't, you know, I, yeah. well, I, I mean, if you did, I probably wouldn't be on the other side of the table right now. <laughs> <laughs> or you would. And we would just, this would be more of like a, a more like a undisputed type of show <laughs> you know, where we're just screaming at each other the whole time. So, yeah. So, hey, thanks for doing that. That's a, that was, that's a lot of good, a lot of good information. And I think we kind of established that. Whether or not you can 100% say you're right, yeah. we established that And one that of the things we even right. talked about was, you know, yeah, there may there may on average be more injuries, <laughs> but there are so many more variables with this year with yes. COVID and everything. I mean, not to mention, just, not just COVID. I mean, reporters have more access to the locker rooms. The technology is there. You know, the players are not a, are, are more outspoken on, on social media, well, so we have more insight a, into their personal lives. You made a really good point to my point. You know, I mean, I feel like we're pretty good about that. We have a disagreement, but if we think of something that helps the other side, we're not going to keep that. But also, you suggested that potentially the transparency of the teams because of the, you know, you can put in a guy on IR for three weeks now. Yeah. Whereas opposed to back in the day, it's like IR, you're done for the whole season. Yeah. Or or at least until like week 10 or something yeah. like that. So so the transparency of teams to have these extra spots, to have these differences, like are they putting guys on IR now quicker because they can and it'll clear up a roster spot? Are they, you know, are they including information that uh <clears throat> Are they are they including smaller injuries that they normally wouldn't tell us about? Yeah. That, that was a really good point by brought up by you that really pushed towards my point. But again, we've yeah. we've pretty much established that. But and I, I mean, I think the biggest thing here is the was the lack of real training camp, right? Like, lack of training yeah. on preseason, preseason games because preseason games are a huge deal. You know, and we we talk about hating preseason, but I think that's more as yeah, fans that no, watch, I understand. Watch I mean, the game, even though. in high school, playing football in any sport, those scrimmages they're so important. They're there is invaluable. nothing like actually playing like at game speed. You co- the coach isn't on the field, you know, you know, reminding you of this route or that or this uh, position. You're doing it full speed. You're going against someone who also is going against you full speed. Right. You know, you're not going against a second line guy. Yeah. So, but anything. But speaking of early training camps and you know maybe not playing as much as you should. Let's move into the uh, NFL and the NFLPA are investigating if the Titans were following COVID guidelines. Uh, recent, uh, as of yesterday, they had a total of 12 players and two coaches test positive. Um, and according to Adam Schefter, the entire no one on the team tested negative. So, <laughs> but yeah, that that was a that was a funny one hundred percent. Everyone like obviously me being a smart person, or I like to think I was somewhat smart person. Read it and was like, I know what he means. We're smart compared to the people we know, Bobby. Yes, which you know, 
we may not be and 90 percent of smart. the internet uh and of course there was one guy who's like oh that's not a good thing that means everyone has it. everyone's like all right you knew what he meant but by the time he had gotten i think he corrected himself in a different tweet he had already had like a couple several million retweets and likes he's oh, like oh, yeah. i won't just stay in there all right yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> they, so they could face this plan if they didn't follow guidelines and depending on what the guideline was if it was as simple as they didn't take temperature or the players, they allowed the players to go out. That could be a monetary discipline, which whatever. If it was, they were Bill Belichick likes that. <laughs> if they were practicing more than they should have, or weren't putting enough break in between practices, I believe at some point in training camp, it was like, you can only do like three practices a week. Cause everything had to be disinfected. If they were breaking that, um, they'll see it as they were given an unfair advantage. And there's, they didn't, I'm not, I don't, I want to be very clear. No one came out and said, that they're going to do this. They didn't, but they didn't rule it out. And that is not one source within the NFL, NFL PA uh, said when, when asked about the option of vacating wins, they did not say no. They said at this point, we're investigating. We'll see what happens. If they look, I'll tell you this right now. You are going to, you are going to make a huge stink. If you vacate wins, for an extra practice or two. Not that I'm saying that there shouldn't be some sort of penalty, but again, multiple times, not just one time, multiple times, the Patriots have been in trouble for yes. videotaping games. Yes. You know, and so like, and they got barely nothing. Yeah. So if like all of a sudden this year, you're going to vacate wins on the Titans because they're not your darling. I I find that you're gonna you're gonna have an uprising yeah. from let, a lot listen. I'm not of I'm not I'm not a Titan fan. I'm not a Titan hater. I believe that vacating wins is not the option here. No, but I also don't think simple monetary fines is really a big. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. I, I disagree with that. I mean, I'm not saying don't go at that. I'm just saying you can't yeah. go from something that you yeah. I'm not saying fairly anything, established yeah. that that you're not going to vacate. You're not yeah. e not even in the realm of possibility no. in any decision ever. And now all of a sudden you're going to vacate wins for an extra practice. Well, we're, ta we're talking about practice, dog. We're talking about practice. Practice. Practice, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I, I mean, it's going to be absurd. Yeah. Um, but I mean, something there is, they do have a point, though. I'd, they did. If they did that, depend on how many, if it's one practice, all right. But if it comes to find out that it was habitual and they had, you know, week, maybe two weeks more. I mean, because football, professional sports is a game of inches, not miles. That would have given them an unfair advantage. I, now, I do not believe, like I said, don't vacate the wins. However, you know, don't just slap them with a financial. Maybe they say, fine, you did that. You get no Monday night. You get no primetime games all of next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's because that's, that's more than that. just an, I mean, because that costs them. Oh, that will cost them more than just any, a $50,000 fine. No, it won't because teams split revenue. Except for the yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys are the only that's team one, that I mean, doesn't that's another issue. I mean, but so, but uh, but I just feel like you can't unless that unless it's outlined saying if you practice more, we'll take your wins. Yeah, you can't take. So, wins. what do you think is an appropriate disciplinary action if we find out that you know not just one practice or two, but if it was like uh, okay, they did a lot in or they practiced indoors on the days that they were not supposed to practice so that they wouldn't be found out. Right. And because of that, you know, they were within closer proximity. I mean, you know, Titans are Titans for all intents and purposes are my team in the NFL. But I mean, 
You gotta, I think you gotta take some draft picks, dude. Yeah, you I gotta that, take, yeah. you gotta take some draft picks. I think it should be a hefty, hefty monetary fine, yeah. not five thousand yeah. dollars or fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars for an NFL team would be like you finding me a candy bar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It needs to be a hefty, you, hefty fine. Do you think Mike Rabel gets suspended a couple games? Um, that's a. Tough. I mean, it's hard to suspend an owner, but you have to think like the coach would have known. The, the coach knows. The coaching staff knows that sure. this is happening. I, I would I, suspend the coaching staff as as you know, as something that I wouldn't want to see happen. I think that's exactly what you're looking for. Is yeah. like, I don't want to see it happen, but it seems like a. I mean, if he's the one calling the practices and stuff, I mean, it's hard for me to. Yeah. Hard for me to say no. Yeah. You shouldn't suspend. Now, him. listen. This investigation. So we could just find out there was no extra practices. They didn't do anything with any malicious intent. It was simply they someone wasn't checking temperatures like they should, or players were going out more than they should have, or they were following all the guidelines. And it just and it's happened. just COVID, you know, and it's just yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm more afraid of that because that means that the NFL then has a problem with their with their guidelines. Right. Well, I mean, I think it, I mean, it's just a situation where it may not be a, I mean, just playing football in yeah. itself and well, having the Vikings 90 players. No Vikings test the positive. So therefore, I don't think it's a football thing, but a actual guidelines in the thing. Um, You know, I, I was really happy to see that Cam was the only one who got it because I was th- I was thinking for sure when I saw Cam got it, I was like, Oh, man, that's another domino. And then there was that false positive from the Saints the same day. Yeah. And I remember looking at my wife saying the dominoes are falling. If the Patriots have to uh, reschedule and the Saints, we might they might say, you know what? We got to scrap the season. Yeah, because the moment that's I mean, it's, it's highly possible that it happens. Yeah, I a uh, little late ad here because you didn't put it on the dock. Didn't have time to. But best yeah. Titans coach. Just got fired, dude. I'm a little frustrated as a as a Titans fan. Bill O'Brien let wow. go by the let go by the Houston Texans again. The best Titans coach uh, in the league. I mean, you had to, right? They looked they looked bad, and he trying to make all these big brain moves and trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, who doesn't look bad. Nobody's saying that David Johnson's a bad football player. But he's not a superstar. It's almost like that team needs a big time receiver. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, just wanted to bring that up because there was know. some word he might be heading back to New England, which means was he like a like a long, he was a plant? Was he a plant? <laughs> he was and a plant. What a, like what a random team to want to sabotage though. Well, I mean, I, I, it's so weird. Like if he goes back to New England, it's very clearly proven that bill belichick is trying to sabotage the afc south i mean remember when josh mcdaniels went and was the Colts head coach for a while and then he was just like nah i'm back i'm back you want to hear the saddest headline from one day yesterday morning uh sarah Barsha from espn uh wrote an article headlined texans coach bill o'brien says he's not concerned about a job after 0 and 4 start he gave <laughs> he, he gave the kiss of death <laughs> gave himself the uh kiss dude he i mean well deserved. He deserved to be fired. Now he does not deserve to be the first coach fired. Uh, while Adam Gaze is still coaching a, a team. Yeah. So, but had to bring it up. Sorry, Bob. Not you, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move into the main topic for the day. Uh, we're just talking. You know, obviously hockey's done now. 
Uh, we're talking next season again. When that is what team do you believe will make the biggest jump and which team will fall the most? We are simply talking from this past year's shortened regular season and next year's regular season. Because obviously there were some teams that, you know, didn't look great, but, you know, like the Blackhawks didn't look great in the regular season, did well in the playoffs. Um, so let's uh, why, why don't you start us off with the team you think is going to make the biggest jump from this past year to uh, next year? This was a really good question. It was tough to really pick because, again, you didn't get to see everything. You had a weird playoff structure. But my biggest jump that I think will happen will be the Rangers. I don't think they're going to be a 12 seed looking in. Not that 12 seeds will actually happen next year, but I don't think they're going to be that team that would normally be looking in on the playoffs with uh, with their number one draft pick and Panarin and Zabinajad and Shesterkin and goal and, you know, a good core defense. I think that if they get started more on the right foot rather than last year where they kind of came on towards the end. I think that they're going to probably make the biggest jump and be sitting in a playoff spot. Come, come playoff time, whenever that may be. Yeah, that, I mean, that I, I agree. There's nothing with, wrong with what you just said. It just wasn't the team that I went with. Um, because now it's kind of the same, you know, I think, uh, the Rangers were, were seventh in the, uh, Metro. They were eighth in the Metro. Uh, they had 30, they had, that's, I'm sorry. They had 79 points. Uh, I was looking at their overtime loss. I was like, they had five points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how far off? Uh, let's see. Detroit had 39 points. Um, uh, but anyway, so, and I do not believe Detroit will be the biggest jump. They okay. may fall more. Um, but to be fair. It's hard to fall. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to get hurt with that fall damage on that. Right. Uh, but I think, and it hurts to say this, I think Chicago, man. Yeah. From what <sighs> I saw in the playoffs, if that team shows up for the regular season, they've got a lot of young talent. now, well, Especially they, their youth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, there are some issues they have to deal with. Their star players are getting older. Um, They're going to have to do something with them. But, but that's... That's not necessarily a bad thing if you're sub, if you're uh, supplemented by some great youth. Yes, and, I'm, and that's exactly a point I'm going to make for the team that's going to fall. Yeah. Um. So I yeah I think Chicago will. I don't. I I don't think they're going to win the Central. I think the Central's too stacked. I don't think that they'll be able to beat out. Uh. Honestly, I think that the final standings in the Central for this coming up season will be Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago, then Nashville. I think it's not going to be a great year for Nashville this next season. Let's just hope we can get ahead of Winnipeg, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that might come down to like a one point. Um, and so the team that I, that I believe is going to fall the most is Pittsburgh. So that's wh- also who I yeah. had. So. so one of the points that I made with Chicago was that their uh, superstars are getting older. But like you said, they have got those role players and young guys. Pittsburgh doesn't have the group of young guys like Chicago has. Right. And they're old. They're older guys. They're getting up there. And the fact is they've got contracts coming up. They've got a lot of contracts they're going to have to fill. Um. So, yes, as long as they listen, they, as long as they have Crosby, you know, they'll they'll be a, a contender with two years of out in the first round of the playoffs. The moves that they, they've made a couple moves this offseason, but they don't seem to be yeah. moves for the future. So, they seem to be moves for now. So the question is, and I think a lot of people don't like to think like this when it comes to massive superstars. 
does Crosby realize in the next two years that Pittsburgh is cups run is done? And does he want to go somewhere to win one last cup? That Maybe, is, but that I, think I don't think that's more, out of the realm of possibility. Crosby seems more like the guy, though, that will take a hometown discount and get, that's, yeah, get you folks know, in Maybe. There. I mean, he's he, he, we're talking about a guy that he's, and, and without knowing anything specifically about Crosby, he seems like a guy that cares about hockey more than he cares about money. Yeah, so, and it's not even about money, but at the same time, yeah, he cares about championships. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he cares. That's I, that's more. So if if he, if he comes to the realization that you know, I think he's what now, thirty uh, fourth. I mean, how old is Crosby now? He's not young. He's not young. He's thirty three. I mean, he's not old either. So, so no. he's thirty three. Uh, he'll be thirty four this next season. I, I don't think it's out like I don't think it'll be happening this season. I think he'll, he'll I think he's got another two seasons with the pens. I think we're and just if, and if they don't turn it around, if they don't get young players in there, if they don't get some draft stock, then I think he might pack his bags and try to go win one more ship somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's just so tough in hockey to where is he going? Who's you know, what's he going to be looking to get paid? You know, I mean, everybody would want to bring want to bring him in. But can you afford him or is it maybe he goes down the road and joins old Ovi? Well, and <laughs> for for this specific question, it's also even if he goes to another team, then he has to learn all these new players styles and get comfortable with new players. Whereas if he takes less money and stays there and they're able to bring people in, then he's still comfortable with a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, do you think that both of our answers was was just a wishful thinking? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you know. But, uh, um. So let me give you a quick list of the uh, pending free agents for the Penguins. You've got uh, Connor Sherry UFA, Evan Rodriguez RFA, Jared McCann RFA, Dominic Simon RFA, Anthony Angelo RFA, Sam Lafferty RFA, Patrick Marlowe UFA, Justin Schultz UFA, Yuso Ricola RFA, Matt Murray RFA, and Tristan Jari RFA. That's a lot of contracts they've got this offseason to fill. Right. And you've got to think Tristan Jari is going to get a decent, not, not, not a big contract, a decent contract. They, Matt Murray's going to want a, uh, a decent contract. Patrick Marlowe, I believe, might retire. Maybe he might go somewhere else. Uh, Schultz has been uh, dope. Now they've got some good young players, but um, they've been relying for the last 15 years. They've been relying on the same core of Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Right. There has been talks. Uh, there has been rumors of Malkin possibly wanting to go somewhere else. You break that lineup, things change. Um, obviously, you've got Jake Gunsel. Well, they don't play. On, they don't all play on the same line. Okay, so I break up those first two lines. I meant. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you've got Jake Gunsel, a great young talent. He recently signed for five years at six million. I believe. I believe he's the 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 future of that team long term. Um, Marcus Pedersen. Uh, you know, have been really. And then you've got Brian Rust. Great. The definition of a role player, if you ask me, um, you know, uh, he he's got a very full salary cap for just the next two years. So you've got they've got to keep that in mind. Um, you've got Jason Zucker on the top six. He's only got he's got three more years. I think long term, they're not good contract wise. Agreed. I and then that's why I have them there, and they haven't shown a whole lot of promise. We could absolutely be wrong, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the thing with Pittsburgh. When when kids grow up playing, there's a couple cities that they pretend to be when they're playing out on the pond: Toronto, 
Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Montreal. Those are those teams that kids grow up wishing to play for. And that's, you know, people want to go there just like with baseball. Like the Yankees could suck one year, but they're not out for the long term because people it's New York. You know, same goes for New Boston, York. New York, You know, same with the Dodgers. So uh, anyway, let's move in to our joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister and downright dumb. You're kidding. Me. It's time for the joke of the week. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Listen, this some- is rough. You f- I feel bad for for these guys. I mean, not so bad, but like I kind of feel bad, dude. This is bad. Yeah, this is bad. What a joke, Bobby. Yeah. So a uh, I'm not sure where this is, but a gym called a Pure Gym in Lutton and Dunstable. I don't know if that's the town or the founders. Sounds British. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sounds British. Yeah. For oh. being honest. Yeah, so it's in the UK. British confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> Called it. Called uh, it. And so pretty much they came up with a workout and they the name of the workout was 12 Years of Slave. <clears throat> yeah, so 12 <clears throat> Years of Slave, for those of you that don't know, was a biographical movie and book uh, for uh, written by the once slave Solomon Northup about his experience. It was, his, it was based on his memoir. Yeah, yeah. you know, about him, you know, a, a freeborn, uh, a New York born uh, african-american who was then kidnapped uh so yeah it's uh it's a pretty serious uh yeah and he was made to be a slave yeah. for 12 years yeah so 12 years a slave when this man was born free so it is a very powerful movie it it has a lot of meaning it's obviously based on a legit you know story you know written by this guy yeah and the tagline of the workout was slavery was tough therefore so is this that is, and I mean, it's just wow. Like normally, we go like something that like we can make fun of. Yeah, this is rough. This is rough, dude. Like, yeah, what a joke. Yeah, just to so the workout is a hundred meter sprint. I don't know them fancy uh, me, uh what a meter is, but it's uh, it's oh, not American. Oh, it's a meter. <laughs> uh, you probably do a hundred meter sprint, get some tea, uh, push up, <laughs> some power clean, some box jumps, and deadlifts, and some kettlebell swings. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm, even though I have no experience, I'm going to say not as hard as slavery. Not, yeah, not as hard as slavery. But then they decided this isn't, this isn't rude enough. Let's add floor cleaners in there. <laughs> you know, like it is just, oh, overall, like, wow. Wow. Yeah. So not much we can make funny in that or that we're going to try and make we're fun. not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's more just what a joke, dude. This is an actual like this is way beyond what a joke. This is what an absolute shame. You know, if we had a section called what an absolute shame, this would be it. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, time moving to some pop culture and we do not have any for you. Yeah. this week. Uh, Bobby said he put on the dock. We forgot. But I said we forgot. <laughs> Or did we enter the Matrix? I think we're in it now. So <laughs> you guys ponder that. Yeah. You know, think about that. We're going to get you next week. Though. Yeah, we're going to get you next week. So we're going to go ahead and move into questions from the Internet. Uh, let's let's start out with this one. Which two of the Holy Trinity of life with your friends, the Holy Trinity being drinking, watching sports and eating tons of food 
would you keep if you had to lose one? I think this is very easy. Very easy. Probably some of our listeners out there maybe have a harder time with yeah, it. It's probably easier for you than it is me. But if it's easy for me, yeah. definitely easy for you. And that yeah. is eating food. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'd established you're like, what? Do you just never get to eat again? No. Every morning you get like some like nutrition yeah. bar. And it clearly states with your friends. So I can hang out with you, then go eat by myself. You know, and see, even to make it harder, I would say like you just get like a nutrition bar in the morning and it's your daily nutrition. Yeah. I'd I mean, still that's, take it. It's still out, dude. You're out. eating. I mean, the life without sports would be horrible. Life without beer is just boring it is unimaginable yeah <laughs> you know unimaginable so yeah i mean you know i'm sure that we have listeners that are normal people and they're probably like wow what an idiot you know i would much rather get rid of drinking or whatever for us too easy dude you know yeah. like, i'm drinking Sometimes I don't even eat anyway, you yeah. know, like that seems like, wow. Yeah. Now I don't Sometimes even have a choice. Friend, I have to remind you to eat. And, uh, that that has happened multiple <laughs> times. I was forced to eat at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's another one. I think it's easy. Apparently you might agree with me, but you don't think it's as easy. I think we got, I think there's, I think there's questions that need to be answered yes. within it. If you were a general in the civil war and you could get a T-Rex or a modern war tank to fight on your side. What are you taking? A hundred percent, no looking back, modern war tank, dude. You could practically win the entire war with that. Yeah. Even if you did, listen, even if yeah, you. Yeah, see, but a cannonball is going to be able to pierce a tank. I don't I, know. I mean, I don't know the science, but just see, my thing is, yeah, it seems like an easy choice. But like, also the question comes in, like, do you like get to ride the T-Rex and like. Because I, if you get like absolute control of the T Rex, just like in The Hobbit, say, you know, where they're riding that the big orakai or whatever mountain yeah. troll or whatever the it's troll. called, yeah. troll. If you get control of it, dude, you're gonna be able to sprint across that. You know, like you're walking up to each other face to face. Like, all right, good war, buddies. <laughs> so, my whole thing though is like dinosaurs would still take bullet damage and yes they might be able have I you mean, ever seen someone load a musket bobby yeah it, you can do three in a minute but i'm assuming there's a long line of them and if they're all aiming at this big ass t-rex think about it within the first i mean nah, depending bro, on how much, nah bro see you're messing you're messing the war up okay obviously and that the, was and let me be very clear the revolution <clears throat> this said civil war Three, three per second or three per minute was in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So you got to think that by the time the Civil War was happening, they were doing more than three per minute. In fact, I'm pretty sure by then there was actually repeater rifles in the Civil War in some places. Yeah, in some places. But still, even so, like, I don't know that, like, those days of bullets would just be able to automatically penetrate that. That T-Rex. So what I'm doing is I'm starting the battle. And then, boom, T-Rex coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, know, you know, I don't know what noises T-Rex make. Probably like, and you're still raw. at risk of a stray bullet hitting you, and then you're yeah. down. But like, so I would definitely be in the history books if I died on the back so of a T-Rex. I'm watching a video right now, which I will send. I will post the link. Um, it looks the from the quality of the footage, it looks like it's the mid 1990s. Okay. And now, somebody, some regular dude that learned how to load a musket 
doesn't count for our argument because like most this is, of these this dudes, is not musket i didn't find a video of someone shooting a t-rex i found a video of someone loading a civil war cannon and firing at an apc and now apc armor personal carrier different armor than a than a modern tank of 2020 yeah uh not as heavily armed it took uh about six direct shots to the Fine. weakest part to find and it even said it it won't i mean it, even after that most the inside people would have a minor headache um now obviously there was um there was other big ass cannons but for the most part the most efficient you're it's a tank man like Now, since you're bringing up point, you know, points on your side, I googled, could you shoot a T-Rex? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, many of the larger dinosaurs like a Triceratops or a T-Rex could survive bullet wounds from a modern firearm. They How have enough many, they have enough body mass that m- many smaller caliber, caliber caliber bullets would wound them but not really hurt them. So, but how many though? Because we're we're talking about we're not talking about one battle. It's again, at the war. it's a T Rex. So if he can take six or seven shots, most of these shots were not accurate. Okay. Okay. So like, oh, boom, ow. You know, I mean, I don't know what the T Rex is saying. Ow, boom, tail whip right down the line, dude. But you still got to imagine. And then everybody's running because they've never seen yeah. a T Rex before, the and they T-Rex, don't even know about it. The T Rex still has multiple bullet wounds in him he's still bleeding after the conflict i don't it might be i don't think you can find someone who can really do t-rex veterinary work yeah i would say that you could probably find someone easier to do t-rex veterinary work than to work with metals and create they bombs that they never had even if you don't you can still just oh no man once you run out of missiles dude you're done yeah, You're tank shells. Yeah, you, then you still have something to run people. And not, very clearly, you can. It's not hard. It's a big bullet. You tell there's me, no mechanics. Yeah, though. Th- there's no tank throw mechanics. Some, throw some metal on the sides that took some damage, but you're not going to get very much damage. But also, it's a big bullet. You tell them I need a shit ton of gunpowder and just make a bullet the size of this barrel. This ain't I would, all right. I would, as a person who has never studied tanks, <laughs> I would have to say that making a shell for a tank to shoot is much different than because again all they did was pour gunpowder in and put like a metal ball but no, inside by of the civil bag. war they had already they had already had real bullets for actually not everybody did everybody didn't most of these dudes were just dudes i like promise us. you that if you're there the one some dude that i promise was you dude. if you're the one dude with the tank well i guess we should go ahead and just move on uh what what is your final answer yeah tank i'm gonna take a tank, tank. Okay. but i had to fight i had to fight for <laughs> you the, fought tooth and nail for the t-rex yeah but i feel like it's a lot closer than you made it seem like you talked to me into thinking it's closer not much but a little it's bit closer than i thought cl- you know what i'm changing i'm going t-rex <laughs> okay because it's dope dude and all i'm right. the general so all right Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right. Live in a world where the only person who understands sarcasm or a world where you're the only person who doesn't understand it. Now, in this world, you can't be taught sarcasm. Yeah, I'm going to be the only one who understands it and continue to use it okay i'm gonna teach others well okay well in that rule you also can't teach others if you can't be taught it in the other one 
that's the great thing about sarcasm is you don't want to teach others, Bobby. <laughs> you just want to be sarcastic. So they think that you're being literal about everything. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much me anyway. Okay. So I know, I'm, the, I, I, I'm the same way. Being the only one who doesn't understand it will be fucking obnoxious. Like everybody. So you go from like, you're the only D bag in the world to like everybody you ever meet is a D bag. Yeah. You know? So I think it's easy. No question. Yeah. Oh, that was such a hard question. Uh, all right, so let's move into what are you binging? What, what you got? I was just gonna say we're we're just too opinionated for this or that's because like we immediately yeah. know what our answer is, and then we cannot be dissuaded yeah. from it. So. Uh, anyway, so what are you binging? I've been watching this dope show, show called Dimension Twenty. It's a uh, Dungeons and Dragons show. I got here because you know we're gonna about to start our campaign where I'm gonna be my first time DMing. I played my first game a couple weeks ago. Um, it's on a place called Dropout, which was which was founded by uh, a I guess a network called College Humor. They mainly did YouTube videos, a bunch of comedians, but it's pretty cool. Uh, the DM is Brandon Lee Mulligan, you know, voice actor, uh, lifelong DM player. But they have seven seasons now. It's about a it's uh, I think they have about seven episodes per season. Each episode's about two hours long, so it's pretty dope. Uh, you know, if you're new new to Dungeons Dragons, you can learn a lot. Um, but it's just really interesting. You know, each, each one is different. Like I started out with the second season escape from blood keep. You know, I'm very glad to hear that they're not all the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all the same, like genre. So like you've got the 49 episodes of the same thing <laughs> seems very boring. I mean, we're almost at 40 and we kind of talk about the same thing. Yeah, but people <laughs> know who we are. So <laughs> we're not creating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like the first season, it's uh, like in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, like sword and sorcery. But it's like they're in a town where it's like sword and sorcery, but like 1950s America. And, you know, you still have all the elves and the orcs and shit. Um, but then you've also got like or some orcs are greasers. And so they're going through <laughs> that world. They're like, hey, daddy-o. Hey. Uh, and one of the funny things is they use daddy-o way too much to the point where it's like almost sexual, but like kind of creepy. <laughs> they're like, hey, daddy-o. Like nonstop. Uh, but yeah, and then drinking a lot of bush light. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm drinking a lot of bush latte. Yeah, you got bush latte on yours. Yeah. And so I guess I'll go ahead and do my... I did bush. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the same. They had it. They had it like hidden at the wedding. Like he had it like under the yeah. like it was like a secret. Menu we had all the Bud Light deal. posted up here uh, up top, and then he just had all, like he keeps it like he reached down and, like and then some one time like, he just disappeared. Dude, like how dude low does that thing go? Dude was a dope bartender though. Yeah, I'd I'd be walking, I'd be not even close to yeah. the thing, and he'd already have my Me, my, yeah. my bush my bush ready. I man. always do whenever I go to weddings like that. I always give him a twenty first up, make sure he sees. I'm like, hey buddy, this is for you. And then all night, you know, I've Venmoed the dude. Yeah. I love technology, dude. Yeah, I was just like, dope. bro, what's your Venmo? Yeah. <laughs> I hit him. I think he's cash app kind of cat. But yeah, I, uh, I actually also I was going to do that with the DJ because I was like, hey, man, can you play like a bunch of these he songs? Nah. So he was like, yeah, dude, I mean, if you, uh, and I was like, I'll tip, give you a tip if you just like will play any song like I tell you all night. And so like luckily like my internet wasn't working great and he was like he was like i trust you you'll i was like i'll venmo you later buddy and never venmo him yeah but he also ended up not he didn't play a lot of the songs i wanted he played a lot but so. not a lot so mine uh my my show it's about that time it's been like six months Shit. oh yeah um re-watching the wire if you were tuned in to episode one 
you know my love for the wire. If you are not, go you, back and listen to it. You will know my love for the wire. Yeah. I'm a I am a wire truther. If there is such a thing, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure that there are people out there denying the existence of the wire. But I believe Dude, it. Have you met people? I guarantee you there's a couple people out. Just it, you know, it didn't happen. It They're didn't like, yeah, happen. Yeah. It's fake news. Well, they can't those people can't afford HBO. So very true. <laughs> Boom. Got That's what they're, they're fishing for a free subscription. Like, Got hey, if you want to show it to me, show it to me on my TV with my credentials. My boy, uh, I guess I should give a synopsis because again, well, here we're we go. 40 episodes in. The wire is more of like a it really shows you the socioeconomic impact that drugs have had on big cities, especially a city like Baltimore. It is, you know, at first when you're watching it, you think this is oh, this is going to be some sort of cop procedural style of show. And it is anything but that each season kind of has its own theme and it shows different parts of the city. David Simon, I've, I think I've had like 45 David Simon shows on here. As my, what are you binging? And I will two more shows my, than we have episodes to my death. I will sit here and say he is the best show writer that has ever lived. He, they, it's very realistic. He was a former, he was a former crime reporter for the Baltimore Sun, and then did uh, internships with like the homicide department and stuff. He's got books. He has, it is just by far now I, I won't sit here and say there's, there's no, it's not necessarily a happy show. You're gonna feel something when you watch it. Hopefully you, feel, <laughs> I mean, uh, if you don't, then I really don't know what to tell you, but, uh, I mean the wire, I will push that to the day I die. Bobby always likes to joke that a fan of the wire will find a way to work the wire into a conversation. And I quite frequently do. So just same with fans of breaking bad, breaking bad. But, but I mean, the wire is means so much more in my opinion. You see, you see, I can't even, I'm, we're talking about it and I can't help but work it into your comment. So have you seen the show homicide life on the street by, uh, uh, I haven't seen that. I wish it there's not, it's decent, not, yeah, dude. it's not anywhere. Andre Bauer? No, it's not anywhere on <clears throat> any type of streaming service. 122 episodes. It's that's the problem. That was like the beginning to like realistic shows like that. Uh, I did watch the mini series, the six episode mini series, the corner, which more follows the, the life of, I mean, it's real Real folks, it was like uh If you would like to watch Homicide for three hundred dollars, you can get the DVD collection on Amazon. So it depends on how uh pop in your credit card real quick. <laughs> Snatch me that up. I think that's a business expense. Uh, but the, the corner, the corner is more of like a following, and this is for only of those those of you that are Wire fans already. It's more like following Bubbles almost. Like you, uh, and that sounds very <laughs> weird. Again, if you haven't seen it, you're like, wow, what a weird thing to say. Uh, love David Simon though. Watch the wire. That's if, if I get through anything through our 40 episodes, it's that you should watch the wire. I'll uh, keep doing some research. Cause it's got, I mean, it's 2020. The show's out I, there somewhere. Even if the I have done numerous amounts of research. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. This, uh, I thought about this one while I was watching the games last night. Sometimes when I watch pro sports, I just, I want to watch the game without being talked to all the time. And it seems like commentators feel like they have to fill every second of the game with something. There can never be a play or a down where they just let the play happen. They are constantly putting out some sort of stat or some little knickknack there, here or there. And it just annoys me just and I'm not saying, you know, don't do 10 to five minutes of silence, but 30 seconds, two plays of silence. You know, the <laughs> uh, the big play where, you know, the last Hail Mary. Yeah. Give me a. Oh, Brett Favre drops back. But don't say, oh, now Brett Favre scans the field and he's looking to see who's open. And he looks very, to his left, looks to his right. And that's throw- a very interesting take. Honestly, really? Honest. Yeah, man. I mean, what are you talking about? Like. I mean, I know what you're talking about. I hear, I, I hear thought you. I explained it pretty you've, well. You've explained it. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know that. I mean, if you don't want to hear sound, then no, there is no. like this little thing that has like a little sound thing, Listen, but it has a slash through it. I'm not Hit saying I want to I'm not saying I want to hear silence. Sometimes I want to just like for just not every single play. It doesn't have to be every single big play. You just, heard it here first. Bobby wants no commentation. Just occasionally. Just let me hear the the crowd. Like I guess in some seasons the crowd noise. This season just the, the what's going on the the sound of the field, the sound of the game happening for just. And I don't want it to be a lot. Just occasionally, I don't want them to feel like. And the thing is, if they have something good to say, if they have something uh you know relative that they can add, good good commentation is good. Good commentation is good. I would say, and I don't again. You know me. I just throw things off the top of my head. I would say probably. Science says that people don't like listen. No, nothing. And I, 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 I think what you need to do is just like every like ten minutes or so, just throw mute on for a but sec. See that, no, but I don't <laughs> want mute though. That's not what I want to. I want to hear what's like the field. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that you could look something up on like YouTube, like whale sounds or something. But it's just like crowd noise, and just to satisfy yeah. your need for. A football crowd. And noise. really what it is, is, is irrelevant or re- like I said earlier, irrelevant stats or just stupid. It sounds like banter. you just hate. It sounds like you just hate bad commentators. Yeah. But even <laughs> good. Com- like, listen, I love Tony Romo, but even sometimes like Tony Romo feels the need to just talk and talk. Like, are right, we get it, man? That's crazy. Those commentators <laughs> think those guys that are paid to talk. to talk just feel like they have to talk <laughs> all day. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know that I necessarily agree. Yeah. While and- I hear. It's and here's the thing. Stick. I may experience it and be like, oh, I actually don't like that. But I've never been given the opportunity to experience <laughs> never, it. You never got a chance to hate it. <laughs> so never, I don't know. No, what will happen is in, in like three years, if we're still doing this show, somebody's going to do that for you, Bobby. And you're going to come on here and it's going to be a snaps my stick. Commentators with all this dead air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not a bad one. Uh, mine is people who want to discuss sports. But then they don't want to have an honest discussion like they won't talk poorly about their team because it's their team. Yeah, it is annoying. Like, dude, I don't you're not you don't want to have a discussion about sports. You want to talk about how great Alabama is, you know, like or how great your team. And it's just like uh, just wears me out. If you want to talk sports with me, I'm willing to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly with any of my teams. 
But if you're not willing to actually have a real conversation and it's always, well, but, well, but I think I kind of like stole this from another snaps my stick I had earlier, the excuse maker for their team. This is essentially the same thing, but this is more like you're treating it as if you want to have a discussion about sports, but you don't want to really have a discussion. Yeah. About it. You want to talk your team up. So. And I think because of where we live, <laughs> for me, it tends to usually be the feels like 98 crowd who says things like that. And even though like I'm like, guys, you, you beat Missouri and South Carolina. Let's let's hold hey, I watched that Vols game this weekend. They did look good, dude. No, listen, I'm not saying that, but no, was, I know you're South not Carolina. I was just, you know, like I wanted to have an like, honest discussion it, yeah, about it, yeah. sports. Bobby. And it's like, cool. You look good against those teams. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, I would if you looked bad, I it would suck. But now you've got the hard party schedule because it's all SEC this year. So <laughs> now you've gotten through tier two and tier three of your schedule. Now comes the big boys that you've got to play. So before you start saying, oh, I literally multiple people. And I thought I thought they were being sarcastic, but nope. They're like, oh, I mean, how could the, how could the Vols not win it all? Like, have you seen? It's like, I, what? I do <laughs> like I do like how this year, since like a lot of leagues aren't even playing, is like they're still doing the top twenty five rank. So like, you got to be bad not to yeah. be in the top twenty five nowadays because there's like thirty eight teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah, wow. <laughs> par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so why don't you tell us? Uh, I guess you just did. Um, so my non-sports is phones, and I have this in quotations. Magically getting slower when the new model comes out. You know, everyone kind of knew that iPhones did that for a long time, but now it's very clear that's like. So the new Samsung came out. Wasn't there like a big lawsuit about this? Yeah, and slow down. And iPhone yeah. was like, okay, well, we don't give a shit. We're gonna do it. Just pay them. They literally paid him. Was like, oh, by the way, now and then they went public and they and they like don't even care. They're like now they're like doing it. it's like, hey, we're releasing this new phone. Better get it before we slow your shit down, boy. <laughs> hey man, I got the six S plus. If they've slowed mine down, it's been imperceivable to me. <laughs> or it's been so, so long they like they stopped like, slowing forgot it. about they <laughs> forgot <laughs> about me. They're they're like, no one like, has that anymore. We don't have to worry about that. But like. Within the last month, uh, my phone has gotten and my wife, my wife and I have the same phone. I just have the bigger like note version or whatever, or the plus version of the Samsung. It's gotten significantly, significantly slower. And about two months ago, I had to get a new phone and I have like the, the insurance. So I got the same one, but brand new out of the box. And so it's not like I have an old phone. It's brand new out of the box. The Internet's slower. Everything's slower. And just so happens, guess when my renewal date is to get a new phone? November. So and this happened the last time that, you know, in the old phone. So it's just getting kind of old now. I I'm planning on getting a new phone in November. Not even if my thing didn't slow down, but it's been three generations since I got a new phone, which for me is very weird to go three generations without the new phone. Uh, but yeah, it just really snaps my stick that they can just get away with that. And like people know, like it's well known. Yeah. They don't even try to hide it anymore. Uh, so my. <clears throat> my uh non-sports is and and you really reminded me of this and i had no idea if you <laughs> knew or you didn't know but you hit me the other day with like a hey bro happy national podcast day or something and i i <laughs> and I, I knew this <laughs> i i and i've realized after you did it i freaking hate all these fake national day like there's a national day for everything They're like hey happy national hang day hangnail day man like oh uh, yeah you know this is the day that 
Hang Nailington uh, had his nail hanging off his, his. It's just stupid. They're not real. They're not real national days. Like stop, stop just making up national days. Like they're like, hey, it's national. It's National Cold Sandwich Week. So everybody, come on into Subway and eat a cold. Sa- like shut up, shut up. Just sell me a Subway sandwich. Like you don't have to tell me that you're gonna do a deal for Subway sandwich, dude. Just tell me you're dealing it, okay? Like. 450 sub i didn't need it to be national sandwich week i've never once woke up and i'm like is it national pizza week i don't want some pizza well you'll be happy to find out that today national coaches day mm, i'm gonna coach y'all into not having any more national you know days, what, you know what, you know what tomorrow you know what, about it you know what tomorrow is no it's not anything it's Na- <laughs> national mcfrappe day it's 10 see now we got just corporations <laughs> just coming up with mcdays i'm mcpissed off dude i'm mcriled about it okay i mean hit the freaking button dude close this out i'm done <laughs> It's McNational. I'm pissed off as shit day, dude. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod. Peace.